Welcome to episode 181 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. And this week we've got a great show. We've got CJ McClellan and Paulette Haas talking about the We Are Tulsa Tribute show. That's right. That's going to be a that's going to be a great show. Yeah. Pretty uh pretty great concept they've got going on. Yes. And they're going to tell us all about that here in a bit. Before we get into all that, this episode and every episode, I stole that line from Justin. This episode and every episode. I think he'd be okay with it. Yeah. The sponsored... he, he, he'll give you the cosign. <laughs> That's right. There's another Jasta term. Yes. Sponsored by Vit Screen Printing and DEB Concerts. Vit Screen Printing, based out of Oklahoma City, but they've got a website and they can ship nationwide. Anywhere. Yeah. If you've got a band that you need t-shirts for, you're listening to this, you're a musician, you're getting your, your merch together... Give Vitz a, a call or an email. Find them on Facebook at VITS Screen Printing. They do t-shirts, hoodies, hats. Anything that a screen printer can do, they do a great job. We get our stuff from them. They'll do you right. That's right. Yeah, get a Thunder Underground shirt made by Vitz Screen Printing on our website at thethunderunderground.com. But like I said, get on Facebook and look them up, VITS Screen Printing. And also, DEB Concerts. Sponsored by these guys for a while now, and we greatly appreciate it. And we appreciate what they do because they keep bringing in kick-ass music that we love. And we know a lot of people that listen to this do as well. We've got, actually tonight, at Safari Joe's Steelheart is playing. And they've got Rocket Science opening up that show. And then this weekend, Saturday night, at the Ideal Ballroom, Bisto Blanco is free. I mean, come on. Yeah. DB's been doing these shows at the IDL now for a couple years, and they decided to put on a free one, basically, as a thank you to everybody, because most of these shows sell out or are close to sell out, so there's always great support. So get out there to see Bisto Blanco. That features Chuck Garrick of Alice Cooper's band, as well as Alice Cooper's daughter, Calico Cooper. This show's also going to feature Down for Five and Driver, both two kick-ass bands out of the Tulsa area that we've both had on this podcast as well. Of course. And then what do we got coming up after that? Oh, man. I, I mean, I know right. what we've got. I can't... <laughs> In the order. Or, the order, yeah. I don't oh, want to well, fuck that up. Faster Pussycats. Faster Pussycat, yes. August 18th at the IDO. With uh, Dead Metal Society. Right. And Don Jameson. Yes. Yeah. The comedy of Don Jameson. Gotta love it. Then we've got the 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 chops, the mutton chops of Don Jameson. That's right. Will be in the motherfucking house. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just a not only a great comic, a very knowledgeable person. Yes, he when is. it comes to heavy metal, yeah. not just eighties rock, but just like extreme metal too, thrash and all kinds of great stuff that we love. Yes, he is like it, when it comes to that metal show, he is more like the death metal, extreme metal guy. Yeah, where Eddie kind of isn't. So yeah. So yeah, get out there, check that out. Then October 5th, Sebastian Bach. Holy fuck. This is going to be a good one. And then he's also got with him Monty Pittman. Yes. And one bad reason. Monty Pittman, if you're not aware, is Madonna's guitarist. But don't let those words throw you off. Because what bands did he used to be in? He used to be in Prong. Holy fuck. And then after that, he went on to Madonna. But while he's playing with Madonna over the last many years, he's released now a couple solo albums. They're just metal. Yep. Him playing the guitar. He's an amazing guitarist. Wasn't he in ministry for a while? Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. What would you do without me, Trent? I don't know. We wouldn't do this podcast without you. Don't say that. Yeah. No one's going to listen to it if it's just me. I would. There's no great jokes. Hey, this podcast is bigger than one person. That's true. You know? It could go on without either of us. Kind of like Kiss. <laughs> Maybe right. our kids, if we ever have kids one day, like <laughs> Nick Simmons is probably going to do and be the new Gene Simmons. That's right. Just saying. <laughs> if he's not available, we could get Stevie Young to fill in for us for a while. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I think, yeah. Or, you know, um, if we're really desperate, we'll get the, uh, the, um, the, 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 the guy from Three Days of Grace. It's like the brother or somebody. You know, I mean, that's if we're really scraping that's the right. bottle of the barrel. Yeah. You know, I mean, really. Oh, that's the guy that was from the porn star, porn star dancing band. Yeah, that was horrible. I mean, that's uh, in the pantheon of rock. That is one of the worst. It's top ten worst songs ever. Oh, my God. I mean, just 
It might be the top. It's close to it. I, I think so. It's above Hey There Delilah, which isn't even really rock. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. It's even above put that. Deep Blue Something and Bush's Glycerin. You know what? I liked Breakfast at Tiffany's, so eat a dick. It's top ten worst songs I've ever been. At least it's catchy. To. At least it's catchy. What does that have to do with anything? NSYNC's catchy. Do you listen to them? Fuck no. So there. What's your point? All right, we're getting way <laughs> off on the goddamn tangent here. Oh let's, yeah, let's reel it back in. November third okay. at the Ideal Ballroom. Kicks, oh, motherfucker. Now that's going to be a bear of a show right there. That is, you know, seen Kicks many times over the last ten years, and fantastic is an understatement. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, if you. I mean, if you want to hear, I don't know. If you like, if you like to hear the songs performed how they should, or how you think they should, how it sounds on the CD. I mean, it, it, they sound so good. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're just one of the best live bands you, you could ask for. Unadulterated rock and roll. <laughs> and they've got Rocket Science opening that along with Sweat and Bullets. Nice. Then later that, not that month, about a month after, December 8th, we've got L.A. Guns and Junkyard. Yes. Very happy to finally see Junkyard, and great to see L.A. Guns once again. Yeah, that's one of those bucket list bands of Junkyard. Yeah. Just check that off the old list there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that one. But all these great shows brought to you by DB Concerts. So get out there, support these great shows so we can keep them coming. That's right. All right, well, speaking of great shows, this past weekend, we went out to the Vanguard. Yeah, totally. Summerfest 2018. I believe this was the first time they did this, you know, moniker Summerfest thing. They had six bands out there, and we had the chance to catch three of them. Mm -hmm. By the time we got there, we saw Unwritten Rules, Searching for Sanity, and Let's Slip the Dogs. Yeah. And originally, we weren't going to be able to go because it was the night that we were heading to see Black Label Society encouraging conformity. Yes, but that got canceled or postponed again. Yeah. Postponed just a couple nights later. We have since seen that, but we will talk about that. In a on, future episode. Yeah, probably the next one, next yes. one or two episodes. Yes. Because Mike Dean from COC is on this podcast. Can you believe that? That's that's great to say. No deliverance. Half of, that's right, <laughs> half of COC has now been on this podcast. Well, not really half of COC. There's a few other people looming out there, but yes. half of the core the, four the members. Core, the, yes, the, the premier... <laughs> Yes. The, the classic lineup. The classic lineup. Yes, and the current lineup. Well, not the very current. You know what I mean. Okay. I found out what it was. Reed Mullen had knee surgery. It's not a rehab thing again, by the way. Well, that's what they said on that Bloodstock video from 2016. What? That he had knee surgery. Oh, well, maybe that's their excuse when well, it's a it rehab thing. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> he's a little, he's a little, he was a little squirrely. Yeah. But that's fine at whatever they got to do. And we don't have none of our business if they well, no, want to say I, surgery, you know. Well, I love the thing. fact that they let him go off and come back. You know, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's an integral part of that band. Yes, he is. But back to what we were going to talk about. Got there in time to see Unwritten Rules, band out of Kansas City. You know, this band is just straight up hard rock, virgin on heavy metal. You know, just one of those mm-hmm. kind of... Not going to say party metal bands, because, you know, that kind of gives it a connotation that it's like Steel Panther or something. But I meant like party in the sense of like, this is just heavy rock and roll. You want to drink beer and pound your fist metal. That's right. And I mean, what can you not like about that? Right. And they opened the show with uh, the intro to Metal Health and then kicked into one of their songs. And then at the very end, they closed it with that intro again. That's a cool idea. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So very cool, you know, I love the the singer's voice, it's just kind of raw and gritty, you know, just a, a great band, that glad we got the chance to see them, so yeah. if you're in the Kansas City area, check them out, and I'm sure they'll be back our way again at some point. Definitely. Searching for Sanity, based out of the Tulsa area, this was unfortunately their final show. Yeah, and you know, I, I've seen these guys a few times, and yeah. I think this is like the best time I've seen them. Yeah, they're always... Not that there's ever been a bad time, it's just, I don't know, something seemed... Really on about this one. Yeah. Well, they're one of those bands to me that, like you said, I've seen them several times and always think, go away thinking it's great. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of forget actually how great I thought it was until I yeah, see them again. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like, yeah. maybe that's my own fault, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I saw them this time, I'm just like, man, this band is so good. And I'm so pissed 
that this is the final show, but I'm glad that we're here because kind of like you said, maybe it's it was the best time you saw them because they put everything out there because they knew that was the that's right the final deal. But they've been around for like ten years, and um, I know they kind of took a hiatus, and I think they kind of got together just to do a final show, basically for this deal. Just a great, you know, metal band. You know, look them up. They've got music out there, and you know, we need to get these guys on here anyway. It's something yeah. we've talked about in the past, and hey, the tunes will live on. Yeah, that's true. And I know a couple of them are going to start a. A new band as well, so once that happens, we'll be sure to let you know. Definitely. Then the show closed out with our, our friends in Let's Slip the Dogs. Oh, man. Who just one episode ago, in episode 180, we had a pretty long interview with all three of them, and we debuted their four new songs from their new EP, We Raise the Leg. Yes. And as of right now, these this podcast is still the only place you can hear these songs, up until... It said two weeks, so I'm assuming that'd be next Wednesday, August 1st, so. Yeah, so check that episode out, and yeah. they fucking slayed live. That is true. They're one of these bands that's just, I will go on record and saying they're like one of the best bands in this area, like the Oklahoma independent music scene, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's well, it's like, I don't want to, comp- I'm not comparing them musically, but I'm comparing them as a, as, as a band. When you think of winery dogs yeah. and how you took three individuals who are above the normal, you know, musician well, he, yeah, at he, their he intricate, at, at their, you know, at their instrument and yeah. put them together and you think this might not work because they're so fucking good. And, but then just the chemistry just meshes and it's just unbelievable. I understand what you mean. It's, it's the vibe. It's kind of like when. Yeah. Lamb of God came out, and they weren't any, anything like Pantera, but the way their fans reacted and kind of the intensity they had reminded me of that spirit. Right. So, like, you know, when I think of Dream Theater and King's X and Winery Dogs, musicians, musicians. Right. You know, a band's band. That's kind of how I think of Let Slip the Dogs. Um, you know, the... <laughs> They're 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 a band that we should all be looking at. Yeah, you know they're they're a band that when I go home I just want to throw my guitar away. There's no point in me playing guitar. There's no <laughs> point in me playing. These guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. So that that's kind of how I look at Let's Slip the Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, they're one of those bands you watch, and I've mentioned this before about Machine in the Mountain. Is you get captivated by each guy. Yes. And you can't really concentrate on any yeah. one guy and because fucking, you just like you get lost. You know, watching one of them do their thing yeah. for five minutes and you realize, oh shit, there's so much else going on. Yeah, I mean, Machine in the Mountain's that same kind of vibe, but I yeah. mean, that's a whole other... Yeah, but yeah, totally, I know what you mean. But yeah, they, they opened this show, I know, with the first three songs from the, the EP, and then they went in some other stuff and, you know, played a brand new song, and it was just phenomenal. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah, the the songs just peel off these guys, creativity everywhere. Uh, you gotta check these guys out. Yeah, so look them up. Let's slip the dogs. This new EP will be available online here in about a little less than a week. But in the meantime, like we said, episode 180, if you want to hear these four songs, you can also pick up a CD from them if you're in the area, or if you message them, I'm sure they'd send you one as well. Oh, yeah. All right, so what do we need to get into? We need to get into We Are Tulsa Tribute, or is yes. there anything else you want to talk about? No, I think, uh, you know, We Are Tulsa Tribute, let's serve this up. All right, we're going to get into, you know, complete details about this here in this interview with CJ and Paulette, but this this show is going on here in about a week and a half. August 4th. Yeah, at the, at the Shrine in Tulsa, and it features, I think they said, is it 18 artists? I didn't count, but roughly. You want me to, you want me to go down the list? Yeah, just, just run them off. Okay, you got Violent Victim, Old Man, Grind. Fist of Rage, Travis Bond and the Rebel Souls, Garrett Heck, Sprout the Antihero, Sovereign Dame, Jason Ford, Solidify, Garrett Brown, Nameless Society, Lindsey Ray, The Plums, Smoking Crow, Dixie Wrecked, Reckless Few, Follow the Buzzards, and Edge of Zephyr. All in one breath. <laughs> okay, probably not, but that is a impressive spate of bands that is um i'm looking forward to this for sure and it's an impressive cross-section of 
music styles as well. Oh, yeah. yeah Violent definitely. Victim is heavy as hell. And then you've got Dixie Wrecked, who is, you know, don't you just love saying their name? You know? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, well, but mine was earlier. What? <laughs> Anyways, Jason Ford. I mean, you know, just you've got all this d- different shit going on. Garrett Heck, who, I mean, we've seen him before. He's awesome. Yeah. Just just him and an acoustic. Sprouts uh, the same way on yeah, this deal. Yeah. I mean, so you got a little bit of everything. Sovereign and, Dame's like, you know, bluesy, yes. piano-driven, just amazing. And, and, the and, plums, everybody loves the fucking plums. Yeah, and, 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 and touch on the concept just a little before we get into this. Okay, so the idea here is every band is going to cover at least a couple songs, but it's not just any random cover songs. They're going to cover an artist from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So you've got, say, first you got Violent Victim. They could pick, you know, a Screaming and Mutiny song, or yeah. they could just go off crazy, yeah. you know, and pick a Sovereign Dame song, just something that yeah. doesn't even sound like it would work. What if they but, did? What if they did like Sugar from Pop Secret? Oh, sh- you were holding on to that one, weren't you? It, no, <laughs> I, I, just I swear to fucking God, it just came up in my head. Yeah. See, this is what I bring to the table. That's right. You know, you're the muscle, knowing how all the computer shit works and stuff. <laughs> See, this is that that plays to how uh, dumbed down I am when it comes to this. This is what I bring up. I bring up the obscure fucking, just you know, shit from the cobwebs of my brain. Right. I mean, how how awesome would that be? That would be amazing. I'm, I'm I think you. I think Sprout the Antihero should cover Admiral Twin. Yeah. Well, you know what? There, there's enough time. I need to get somebody on that list to cover Secret or, or Pop or Sugar by Pop Secret. See, I'm getting. I'm stepping over myself. That's right. <laughs> we got to do this. Yeah. Somebody, one of these bands, do it, please. Follow I'll, the buzzards. I'll buy you beers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just maybe we could get Jason Ford to cover a Skytown song. That'd be cool. Well, yeah, I mean, and see, that's the that's the cool fucking thing is that might happen. You never know. Maybe we could get Fist Fist of Rage to cover a Enslaved by Fear song. Because the vocals are already, already that would be yeah. something. Uh, oh. oh Jesus, Sorry, you got me. me. Yeah, fuck me. You know what? Let's do this episode over. Just roll it all on back. <laughs> no. But speaking of Brax, he's pulling double duty on this show. He plays bass for Violent Victim, and he's singing for Fist of Rage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that is. That is. Yeah. So this will be the first Fist of Rage show in the Tulsa area with Brax on. Yeah. On vocals, you know, because he did Rocklahoma. They did a Texas run recently where they played Houston and Dallas, and he did those. But, but yeah, so, so for you area Fist of Rage fans, this is the first chance to see Brax on the on the mic. So, so, so ne- seeing as how this is, you know, all these bands are doing other Tulsa band songs. Let me ask you something: If you were in a band in town and you were going to do a song from a Tulsa from a Tulsa artist, what would you do? Man, that's that's tough to me, you know. I actually thought about that whenever we were first mm-hmm. doing this interview with them, but I don't know. Cause my, my instant reaction and what I think about is like the stuff from the nineties that like I liked, you know, yes. like bunnies of doom mm-hmm. or pitbulls on crack yeah. or just something like that. But you also got to think, you know, there'll be people in the audience that may know that stuff, but then a lot of people might not. I yeah. guess that doesn't really matter. Cause no, it's cool I, to I introduce think it'd be people cool to, stuff. to introduce. Yes. But you know, I also might do Consequences of Apathy by Zen Hipster. Yeah. Well, you know what? I appreciate that. You're a good dude. Right. <laughs> what would you, did you think about it? Was the first oh, thing besides I, I, Pop I, Secret that popped in your head? Yeah, I, well, no, yeah, I fucking had this. Okay. It would either be one of two songs, or maybe we do them both, whatever act I was in that was doing this. Crowded Room by Sybil's Machine. God, yes. Because that is just like, yeah. Sybil's Machine to me was, that was it, because they gave us, Zen Hipster, our first gig. I still know Scott to this day, you know. And, and they were so good, yeah. And they were so fucking good, and that song was the shit. Yeah. And, and we figure, we would figure it out, and we played at practice. Oh, okay. You know, or I think there's, you remember Shamrock? Yeah. I loved Shamrock. They were great guys. Um, I loved watching them play, and I... I don't know if this is the title of the song. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody out there, but I think it was called The Time. Um, and it was real catchy and just kind of, you know, mid-tempo. I loved that song. I would do, I would probably do both of those songs. Okay. 
that would be my pick. And yeah, I, I'm like you, I'm rolling it back to the nineties, but I, I just have to do that. <laughs> or then maybe like get a Tony Romanello song in there. Yeah. Well, you know, surely someone on this list is going to do something older. So yes, we'll yes, see. definitely. It'd probably be, you know, it'd be pretty badass now that I think of it. Well, is if Sprout did a Bob Will song. Oh shit. Hey, that, that would that would work, man. That could happen. You never know. I just put the bug in his ear. He's got All a week right. and a half to figure it out. There you go. <laughs> Get on it, Sprout. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of these bands that we've mentioned here, let's play some music. Yes. We're going to play Jason Ford. And he's got some brand new music that just came out this past week, about a week ago. Yeah, the EP's called The Three Thirds Volume One. And the song's called Four Times. <laughs> I heard the voice of God Four times I heard the Lord Three times I chose another way Three times with no reward Three times I tried Three times I failed Three times by my own hand Four times I heard the voice of God Took me four times to understand The plowman comes in the morning He sows his fields by noon He knows he cannot eat what he cannot grow And that a reaping is coming soon Well, God met Moses on the mountain Met Paul on Damascus Road And when I hear the church bell Sunday morning I feel I hear the voice of God I feel I hear the voice of God Four times I heard the voice of God Four times I heard the Lord Three times I chose another way Three times with no reward Three times I tried, three times I failed Three times by my own hand But four times I heard the voice of God Took me four times to understand Will some seek signs and wonders? Some ask crystal balls Four times I heard the voice of God Four times I heard the call Four times I heard the call Four times I heard the voice of God Four times I heard the Lord Three times I chose another way Three times with no reward Three times I tried, three times I failed Three times by my own hand but four times I heard the voice of God Took me four times to understand Four times from Jason Ford off his new EP, The Three Thirds, Volume One. That's a lot of different numbers. That's okay, though, because it works. Yeah, numbers are are part of life. Yes, yes, they are. But yeah, very cool song, very cool sound from Jason Ford. You know, kind of, I don't know, what would you describe that sound as? You know, that's kind of dark. Dark, southern. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I dig it. And uh, he's going to be, I'm sure he'll do this, because like CJ mentions in here, but he's doing full sets out there. So, I'm sure you'll hear the songs off this new EP, as well as a couple cover songs from Jason Ford. Yes, definitely. So, it'll be interesting to see what he picks. All right, well, another artist that's going to be playing at this thing is Travis Bond and the Rebel Souls. So, let's play some music from them. This is called Let's Get It Started. 
Let's get it started. A brand new song from Travis Ford and the Rebel Souls. You can find that pretty much anywhere that you can find music. Very cool. I like whenever a band's name really represents what you hear. Like Rebel Soul. I feel that whenever I hear this music. You know? Yes. It's got a good, just American rock and roll feel to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that was a feel-good, you know, rock and roll, you know, drinking beer. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah, you listen to that thing. song. I've never seen him live, so you listen to that song, and you imagine that this band is just one of those bands that are going to be great live. Yes, yes. But earlier, when I first listened to this song, I pulled it up on YouTube and just hit play, mm -hmm. and then I was at work and let it go, and then... You know how YouTube will just pick something that they believe is similar to be the yes. next song? Well, what they decided was similar was the Black Eyed Peas, Let's Get It Started. Well, there you go. <laughs> so there you go, Travis Bond. <laughs> YouTube thinks that you're similar to Black Eyed Peas because of the song title. But nice. Hopefully that'll change as the algorithms work themselves out. Right? It should. It better. <laughs> right? But yeah, check out Travis Bond and Jason Ford coming up at the We Are Tulsa Tribute Show. All these other bands that we mentioned earlier. CJ and Paulette got a lot more information about this, so let's just get into this interview right now. I did between you two was it one of your ideas and spiraled from there or you want me to go mm -hmm. we both have our own inputs on it but it it actually in my point of view it spawned at a plum show back in like I think January and Caleb was sick so he couldn't sing that night and they didn't want to cancel the show so he had called up like five or six different singers and had them all learn one of one of each songs of theirs and all these singers came out, and each one of them took stage and sang their songs, the Plum songs with them. And I just went, that's genius. Yeah. What can we do on a bigger scale and bring everyone together even more so? And, uh, you know, we started talking about it. And it's been going around. You know, there, I'm sure there are many bands that have talked about it amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. It'd be cool to cover so-and-so. And, -so. and um, it just, I couldn't sleep with it. The idea of not being a part of making that happen, so I hounded CJ till he got on board with it. <laughs> I was like, "You gotta call Donnie. You <laughs> need a date. Do it. Do it." Yeah, we talked. I talked to her prior to that about doing some <laughs> other kind of tribute thing where <clears throat> we had, we hadn't seen the plums thing yet, so that had, wasn't really even on my aware awareness. But where I wanted to write songs with people in, in town. And just go in and record with people in town that I respected or really looked up to or wanted to collaborate with and kind of have a whole demo of eight to ten songs with different artists and different styles and just thought that would be really cool to do. And then not too long after that, you know, Paulette and I had talked about, you know, why local bands don't do more of, you know, playing each other's stuff, you know. It's, it's almost kind of like, and we and I'll be honest with you, we saw it from some local artists. Like I don't want to play anyone else's music. Um, we got a couple, you know, responses like that. And on one hand, I can respect what do you mean that. For their show? Uh -huh. Yeah, oh, I okay. can respect that on some levels, but on another level, it's kind of fun every once in a while, you know, to step out of what you do and and make another song your own, you know, and kind of breathe a different perspective into something that you like and respect. So well, it's not like you're asking them to play "Born to Be Wild," you know, right? You're asking them to right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. So uh, we kind of we kind of talked about it. it'd be cool if, if you know more local bands would do that every once in a while. I think it'd be kind of a cool deal. And then we saw the Plum Show, and as you said, Caleb was out, and it was really cool to watch all these people learn Plum mm -hmm. songs and come sing them with great enthusiasm and just really get into this. And after that show, it was a couple weeks later. She was really like, "We need to do this," and uh, you know. And then it took even a couple more weeks yeah. to get it right. sailing. So we, we we put some feelers out, and uh, we got a date, you know, from Donnie. And we went. Uh, there's a lot of great venues in town, 
uh, we probably could have worked with, but Donnie's been very supportive over the years at Venue Shrine and very flexible, and, and he's definitely done that with this, really opened his doors and sat down with us a couple of times now and kind of brainstorm ideas for sponsorships and things that we can do to support the bands that are on the bill. Mm -hmm. So uh, Donnie was a great choice, natural for us to do that. And then, you know, if you guys remember, we kind of put out a cattle call, like, you know, we're going to do this show. And yeah, dude, yeah, we I think that. a lot of people really didn't get what we were doing. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot of interest. I'd say probably 40-plus responses, and we knew we only had about 20 spots. Um, and then we looked at the responses we had, and we wanted a good mix of genres. We wanted it not to just be rock and metal. We wanted, let's have some red dirt. Let's have some hip-hop. Let's have some alternative. Let's have a little bit of everything. We wanted a punk band. We wanted um, some country. We wanted a variety. And so we supplemented the names that contacted us and reached out to a few others in town and said, hey, you know, would you be interested in jumping on board to kind of round this out? And that's really kind of how it came, mm -hmm. came to be. Yeah, we had set aside some spots for some private invitations from bands that, you know, we knew would help make the show uh, as big as I think it's going to be. And some of those key bands that are on it got in invited to, and then there are key bands on it that responded to the open invitation. And it's a mix of the two combinations that we, it's a great lineup. And it's an, the, the whole fact of having the two stages, the acoustics outside on the patio in between the bands, we're doing something different with that. Normally when the acoustics are happening, they usually start off the show with some acoustic mm -hmm. performers or, or it's, you know, while the bands are tearing down, there's someone on the stage trying to play through that. And we put them outside and we're waiting until later in the afternoon to actually kick those performances off. So I think that'll be, um, a well, something that doesn't normally happen. So I think it's going to be well received. We got the crowds trying to come out, you know, while the bands are finishing and we're going to catch them right there too. Yeah, so there should be nonstop entertainment artists and, and bands going from 2 p.m. till 2 a.m. and you know you'll have the acoustic thing going outside between sets and there'll be a little bleed over so as the bands start on the main stage acoustic acts will go on for a few more minutes but I think it'll give them a chance to really have uh, maximum exposure to what they're doing and the acoustic stuff's going to be a little more of the we've got some alternative bands we've got some some pop indie, we've got um, some some folks, uh, Sprout's going to be one of the acts, uh, Garrett Herrick, uh, Garrett Brown, uh, Lindsey Ray, so you got blues, you got some metal, you got some folk, you got a lot of stuff, you know, a variety there mm -hmm. that I think will be pretty cool for folks, and I think they're all excited about coming in and, and putting their spin on some local music. Right. So once we picked out the date, our next step was to get some, get a team. And um, we thought who better than to go with, of course, you know, Roger with Weird Wholesome Music, have them on board. And uh, Steve Murdoch, you got to love Steve, so Murdoch Productions. And then Ryan. Yeah, Rogan. So we got management. All, we've got those three on kind of helping us out. Mm -hmm. They've been a lot of help. So Steve will be helping us with the stage production and gave, gave us some ideas about kind of really how he thought the day would flow the most smoothly. And um, Roger is definitely going to help us with some of the promotions. Um, and Brian's been great with promotion so far and then helping get some of the sponsorships rolling. So it's been a good partnership with those guys and helping us pull this together to the point that, you know, we're talking about this weekend, there's 19 acts if every app could guarantee 10 to 15 people, it's a sold-out show. I mean, so this is right. very doable to be a pretty big thing mm -hmm. if everyone's working together in concert. But um, we'll see. We're excited about it. It's definitely a one, one never been done before. Yeah. You know, I've never seen anything like this where every band is going to highlight at least one other local band in their set. I know some bands have some cool <laughs> stuff going where they're, collaborating with other artists. Uh, some bands are having the artists that they're wanting to honor come teach them the song. 
Um, That's cool. Mm-hmm. Some bands are really reaching past their genre, you know, I, I, and I don't want to spoil their surprises, but I know like one of the heavier bands is really reaching and doing something that's way out of what you would expect them to do. Right. That's um, cool. It's exciting. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's going to be a cool event and we're hoping to capture it and uh, really build upon this and, and it'll be a really cool thing for a lot of the, the people involved. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean... I've got to commend you guys. This is a great idea. I mean, it's original as hell, this idea. It is. So, I mean, that's that's awesome right there. It is. Uh, yeah. I mean, have you guys, have, have any you guys, like, put on shows or done anything like this before? I have. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to even work with the national headliner when I brought Karabi here to the Undercurrent. Oh, okay. Really, they had that place. Nice, nice. That was the biggest one, but... That's what I started with um, when I first started managing Fist of Rage. Instead of trying that's, to get them on shows, right. I, that, I yeah. just figured out a niche to create shows and start putting them on the bill. And there was a place called the Dragon's Lair here in town, and they just kind of handed the keys to the Friday and Saturday nights to me. And therefore, a good long run, I was putting a show on every weekend there. But uh, I. Some, um, that place ended up shutting down. And then so Shenanigans, which is now Badass Renee's, shows started moving over there. And then it just kind of, I don't know, just kind of kiltered out. And we just started doing mostly fist stuff. Yeah. But, um, well, what's the... I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're all right. Well, you kind of mention a little bit what what's like the format here do you have like getting cap on time since there's so many bands that right like you're doing short sets of like 20 minutes or like no they're gonna they get 40 minutes oh really mm-hmm. so with 19 acts essentially how it's split up is i think you have i think it's 12 main stage and then seven on the acoustic stage okay. i think that's how it's, i guess since it's constantly going that would work with time it's it's close to that don't quote me and maybe one or two off but it, it's a it's a split comparable to that. It's not even, and um, the main stage starting at two allows us to, to go uh, forty minutes. So okay, we'll and is it all all covers or are they doing their no, own stuff too? No, so what like do they choose to do? grind will do if they if they're going to do eight to ten songs in their set, um, you know, then we're going to one two three songs depending on what the final cut we end up doing in terms of covers will be local songs and then there'll be the normal set that we would do okay so bands will still have at least half or three quarters of their set be the stuff they would normally play but you know they're going to have an opportunity to work in local stuff um, that they want to highlight and they can do more i was yeah i was getting ready to say we did not put any number to stop on i mean there is a minimum of asking them to at least do one or two covers, but I know that there are a few artists that are, their whole set's going to be covers. Right, we have heard that. So it's, I mean, I'm just amazed at the, like, I knew that once it got out there, we'd start getting the feedback, and ears are perking, and heads are turning, and you've got, you've got the bands that are pro it and you've got bands that like are skeptical and are waiting to see how it's going to turn out but yeah. I mean, 19 bands coming together to do this it, it can't it, be anything very sh- awesome it shows kind of how solid the scene is right now mm-hmm. you know how everyone's kind of sticking together doing this you know doing everybody's different stuff what's really great is I've heard of a couple of artists talking about bringing back um Music from some bands that no longer have members alive in them, you know. Yeah, that's so cool. that's again, I can't say anything out there because I don't want to ruin it for any of them if they change their minds or alter who they're doing. But I've heard, I've heard a few different bands mentioned. Well, yeah, one of my yeah, was one of my questions: Is it all current stuff, or is it? Could you, you know band do a band from the nineties? I mean, yeah. a lot of people might not remember right. it, but yeah. if someone did a Bunnies of Doom song, that's I would that think that was a rock song. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> we. We debated early on when we were putting this format together whether or not we should re- require each band to cover another band that's on the bill. You know. Oh yeah. And we we debated the pros and cons of that and decided that well, as an artist, as a musicians ourselves, we didn't want to put any limitations on another artist. 
you know, as long as right. they would meet the spirit of your honoring local music, um, that would be cool. Now, we'd love it to be stuff people would know. It's Correct. not so obscure that no one's going to know right. it, right. you know. At the same but time. Um, if you could do bands that everyone is very familiar with, great. But we're not going to, if you want to do a Caroline Spine song, we're not going to stop you. You know, you want to do a Cricket X song, no one's going to say you can't. Be right. kind of cool to bring some of that stuff back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. someone's going to be on board. Yeah. I actually sent actually, them an invitation to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Yeah, they were invited. Hopefully they'll show up. Yeah. We get enough sponsors maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to, speaking of the sponsors, I mean, I will uh, we'll plug that commercial right in there seamlessly. Uh, we do want to thank all the folks that jumped on board. You guys, obviously, um, are, are, are helping us in terms of sponsoring and, and coverage like this and the promotions that we're doing. We really appreciate all that. Rock Rage Radio mm-hmm. was eager to jump on board, and, and they've been very generous with the time they're offering. Uh, Total Com of North America, Two Bros Catering were, were two sponsors that also came on. Um, the Total Com is Ryan Paquette's business he does. Okay. Uh, so, real happy to have them um, be part of what we're doing, and just picked up one today with Bent T's custom t-shirt and printing and graphics. Jeremy jumped on board and is going to do some cool, very limited run, very limited edition t-shirts for this event. So, you know, you'll get one or you won't. <laughs> we're going to have a, they'll be fairly exclusive in terms of uh, being able to get one for the event. So that's been great. People have been very generous with their time and support so far. And we've got a few others that may come together before it's over. But... Mm-hmm. An idea is get a flyer or a poster and see if you can get every every single artist right to sign the thing right that'd be really cool that might be, be tough but I'll trade you that for that Ace Friday one <laughs> 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 um tickets uh ten bucks in advance the bands have them um most most of the bands picked them up I think uh another unique thing that uh we've tried to do in this is give the bands a lot of opportunities to earn mm-hmm. some compensation um Unlike other promotions where bands are pushing tickets and they only see a small fraction or if they see any of that money, they really have a chance to take the, the lion's share of any, any of that kind of ticket push that they do. Nice. And then um, the day of the show, you know, they'll be able to pay at the door too if they want to yeah. be a little bit more of it. So. so do you know, has the Shrine ever done an outdoor stage? They have. Oh, they have? Okay. Um, they did a block party. Yeah, we were in 2015 with Digital Underground was here and Andy Frasco. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, they had two big stages going. Okay. And to be honest, we approached Donnie about that type of a setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of insurance that goes into that, and there's a lot of other things logistically that go into that. That for um, a first year event, you know, talking through it, we decided to to go with the approach we're going to do this year. And what I what we're hoping is that the other bands in town see how cool this was and really want to get excited and get behind it next year that we can just keep building and we can go to we've got these great sponsors but then be able to go next year and go like this was a sold out show first year you know you guys want to get behind this and build on that to expand what we're doing right we've Paulette's got quite big visions, you know, in terms of some of the things that she's described and, and some of the ideas going outward with what we're trying to do with this. So, Is that anything you'd want to talk about or no? Just like what you well, uh, the to, you know, eventually do or that kind of thing? Yeah, we were discussing also, uh, you know, having one stage location at the Shrine and then doing a little bit of a bar hop. Maybe Merck, maybe somewhere in that, you know, where it's a back and forth and bring in kind of like how we're Tulsa Awards back and forth between Whiskey 918 Mm -hmm. and. uh, Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. And like if if it stayed there, you also have that place that's been a couple different kind of clubs across the market. That ends up becoming another venue. Right. Um, you might have like a trifecta there if, yeah. if those owners all wanted to participate and basically do like a block party kind of a thing. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So I mean, right. there's some options versus the other option, like with 
with the block party Donnie did, where it was all enclosed in the Shrine parking lot, that's obviously an option. Mm-hmm. But just talking. Yeah, there's no limitations on the ideas right now, but we got to get through year one and mm-hmm. actually make it uh, very cool, make it a very successful endeavor, which I think it's 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 our, on its way to uh, being that. You look at the lineup we have. You got Nameless Society, who's very eclectic. You've got bands like Fist of Rage, Grind. You got, I don't know if you guys heard Travis Bond and the Rebel Souls, but they're kind of a red dirt, um, southern rock. Mm-hmm. Good band, mm-hmm. you know? And so a lot of people that haven't heard them before are going to get to hear them. Um, you know, we've got uh, Dixie Wreck, Reckless Few, Violent Victim, just Smoking to name a few. Edges Effort. So there's a lot of variety over yeah. the course of the day. And we tried to space it out timing-wise to to really give each band um, an opportunity to highlight what they're going to do. So we're excited about all these bands. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it'll be a fun show for sure. And I'll say there was a lot of other bands in town that people you know, know and recognize and are, are well thought of that wanted to be part of it. Just there were booking issues, you know, they just had scheduled conflicts and... You know, maybe next year they'll they'll be available to, to jump on as well. Yeah, that happened on our show. Right. Remember Grind couldn't do it? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Dale and I did agree to do like an acoustic thing, though. I don't know if Travis has talked to you about that, but... No. Yeah. Cool, all right. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> well, no, speaking from an artist standpoint, both of you, like how I'm sure by now you both have decided what you're going to play. Mm-hmm. Like... How hard was it to come to that decision between band members, or was right. it an easy process for both of you and your prospective bands? In in our band, we we have one song that we know we're doing, but we've been we've been talking about another song. As far as coming to an agreement on it, it was more like a revelation. Yeah, but uh, there's um, I can't give it away, but we may be one of the bands that. Bring back at bands that was past. That's cool. Got past numbers. Uh, for us, there was one song that I think immediately everyone was like, "This would be a cool song. We think we could do the song justice." And so that one was pretty easy. And then when you start looking at maybe a second or third song, that's where it gets like you know, chasing cats down. Yeah. yeah. Various trails yeah. that this guy wanted to do this. And and I'll tell you a couple bands that we were going to do that we're not going to do. We were going to do a Caroline Spine song. Um, but I just don't think that's going to be the direction we go. We thought it'd be kind of cool, you know, and well, JD had played with uh, Jesse Wayne Cooper, you know, in, in, a, in a, a later band. Um, so we, we did kind of look at, you know, was there a Crooked X song that would, would be kind of cool for us to do, but I think the song that we chose in the end, um, we started on it the last uh, last week for the first time. So um, I think it'll be fun. And then we've got two others that we're, we're about 50-50 on in terms of whether we're going to go those directions or not. But we're going to at least try them and see if we think that's the way that we want to go. I want to ask you guys what they are, but I'm not. I don't <laughs> want it to be... Got to come to the show. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We're going to try to have, I know we've got some friends that do some videography. We're going to try to work with them and see if they can be available. Because I think it'd be kind of cool if at, at the end of this, we could put together kind of a highlight tape of, if nothing else, some of these songs they got you know, covered. It'd right. be kind of cool to do that. Right. And that kind of goes back to what CJ was saying earlier is, and he had an idea of wanting to try to put bands together and make a CD, and that could be the next step from here of organizing something with our, you know, with our Tulsa people. We've got a lot of local artists that just, I mean, I think that if we keep the momentum going of everybody supporting the local music and keeping everybody in touch and elbows out it's that flame will just keep going and growing that weird Tulsa music awards is getting ready to come up on the second round and man just that first year Roger had such a great 
response to what he worked real hard to put out there. And I think this year the only thing it can do is be twice as, you know, twice as a success. So it's just good to see everybody coming together and working together. And like CJ was saying, there's, you know, there are bands going to other band practices to teach them you know, their songs and work together. Who knows what's going to come out of that? We might have new bands. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah, you never know. That's, that's kind of what it's all about, you know. You know, hopefully the bands that, and one of the things that kind of caught me by surprise early on when we, were, when we were talking to a few bands about, do you want to do this? Are you interested? This is kind of what we're doing. Once we kind of ex- got them to understand what we were trying to do, because it never really been presented this kind of a show before. Um, a couple of the bands said, well, before we commit, we want to reach out to this other band and make sure that they're okay with us even doing their song. You know, so a level of respect there that I thought was kind of cool, you know, that they felt that strongly about wanting to have almost the, the blessing from this other band that we mm-hmm. attempt to do your song. So, yeah. um, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that we got to see as, as pulling us together from from the local, a lot of these bands. A lot of thought when I, I know it's going into a lot of what these guys are doing out there. A lot of thought. So, definitely excited about it. Um, we are, if there is anybody out there listening that uh, wants to get involved, you know, wants to, to become a, a, a sponsor here as we wrap things up, you know, just get in touch with Paulette or I. Um, there's definitely room to jump on board. There's a lot to be done, and we've, we've been exploring uh, the best way to use the resources that have come our way to, to maximize the, the attendance and exposure and support of the bands on the bill. But, um, you know, we're, we're open to your ideas, suggestions, if you guys want to get involved out there as a sponsor. So, How's a uh, random question? How's load in, load out work whenever the stage is right there by where right. it usually happens. Oh, yeah. The outdoor stage, I mean. Right. We're going to be running through the back. We're going to have the back patio that okay. normally doesn't get used. We're going to have security out there, and the bands will be loading in there, and then that side door won't be opened. Okay. And so. That would be different. Be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be you don't think that'd I'm be tough with the crowd getting to it? Well, if it's a if it's a you know shoulder to shoulder crowd, then yeah, yeah, we may be figuring it out as we go. Well, but. we discussed something about putting the drums up on the sides of the stage right. for you know like the first three or four bands, right. and then so okay. the only thing you'd really be coming into. I know Steve will will likely want to do some strategic staging. Um, Steve has wanted to move the second stage since right. he, we said, hey, right. you want to be We're a like, part no. of this. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You know, this may be lessons learned for all of us, but we think it'll work. Uh, okay. I think we'll get as much gear as we can for the first few acts yeah. and swap out drum sets. And um, honestly, we got asked, why don't we just use a house kit? Because it would be a lot easier. And uh, logistically, they're 100% accurate that it would be a lot easier yeah. flow-wise if we used a house kit. However, as musicians, uh, we have sympathy to other musicians <laughs> who want to play their own gear. And yeah. so um, Especially we're going to try to make it work, you know, in terms of the changeovers. And I think it'll be all right. I think we can make this work. So, but they'll come through um, that, may, that that back entrance. and Yeah. That when I when I saw all the bands in the flyer, I was, that's one of the first things I said. Man, they, they got to have a house kit for this thing. This is gonna be nuts. No. 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 We're gonna try it. I know Riser over at uh, Drum Shop would would be more than willing and happy to help us with that. Um, in out years, if we decide to go that route, but yeah. this this time we're gonna try to make it work with bands playing their own gear. Yeah, it, yeah, it should work. It'll be all right. So don't anyone bitch. <laughs> like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Steve, you know, and that's one of the reasons we brought Steve on. He knows what he's doing with the stage and getting them on and off, and so it'll be just fine. I trust. I trust it'll run smoothly. Right. But I don't know. We don't need to end the interview on that. Do yeah, we? Can bring up something else. You can edit that part. <laughs> 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 So it's really, I've got an autographed picture and you don't. So I know, man. Oh, Damn. 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 Every chance you get. I'm going to get one, though. 
<laughs> when you guys do the podcast, I'm getting mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll bring a camera along for that one. You can get a cameraman. Yes, there you go. Man, I can't <laughs> wait. I'm cameraman. My ass. I'm gonna have a guitar and an amp. <laughs> one for me, one for him. I'll be the cameraman. You guys, <laughs> just film me playing with Ace. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So if you could play with Ace, what song would you play? Probably Shockman. Yeah. That or, or Parasite, one of those would be badass to play with him. But I'd be like, I don't worry, Ace, I got the solo. <laughs> <laughs> he might take issue with that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we really appreciate yeah. you guys having us on and uh, talking Anytime. a little bit about this, uh, this show. We're, we're really excited about it. Thanks so much for your ongoing support, not only of us, this show, but it's just Tulsa Music in general. You guys have been great. Thank I'm you. real happy to see, you know, we talked a little bit about cool things going on with our bands, but you guys have had a lot of really cool things going on the last couple of years, too. I mean, some of your interviews have just blown up, man. It's really cool to watch. And mm-hmm. We're real happy for you guys as well. Thank yeah, you very thank much. You. We appreciate it. So. so now it's kind of becoming where we feel honored when we come on your show. Oh, <laughs> stop. Special guest. <laughs> we're honored to have you guys here. That's for sure. All right, well, until, until next time, just uh, right. keep it moist. And, and, uh, <laughs> uh, I have a sneaking feeling he's going to put that sound bite in this again. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just, wasn't thinking that at all. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> Maybe like 12 times throughout the movie. <laughs> there he goes, CJ McClellan from Grind. Paulette Haas from Fist of Rage. Together, they have brought this We Are Tulsa tribute show to life. And great idea, did, great concept. Yeah, very cool that they thought this up and just made it happen. Yes. More people need to follow through with shit like this because everybody <clears throat> always has great ideas and then they just you know, sit on their ass and watch Big Bang Theory instead of actually doing something with themselves. That's right. Like Paula and CJ have done. So, oh yeah, totally. And why would you want to watch that goddamn show? I know, I agree. But here's the thing is, we're going to be out there. We want y'all to be out there. Um, this, this is Tulsa at its finest. Tulsa music, you got to be there. And just being able to see, you know, every set, you know, gonna anticipate what's this band gonna do. Yes, you know? exactly. That's that's my favorite part. I can't wait to, to see what, what bands do, what other bands shit. Yeah. That's gonna be so fucking cool to me. Yeah. I just imagine that some of the ones like, because we've seen Garrett Heck do stuff. Yeah. Like he covers stuff like Tool. Mm, yeah. As an acoustic artist. Yeah. So you imagine what's he gonna pick of a Tulsa band? He could yeah. pick, I you mean, know, he, and he could pick anything and do and, a completely different fucking arrangement. Yeah. And it's gonna rule because I mean, yeah, it's just I can't, and I like, can't wait. It's gonna be Dixie a good Wrecked, show. you know, is just a good time, yeah. always having fun. So you imagine they're gonna do something that you would never expect them to do. Yes. Yeah. So that's just what I look at with a lot of these, and it just be really cool to see what's up. And like we mentioned. CJ's in Grind, they're going to be out there. Paulette's in Fist of Rage, they're going to be there as well. So very happy to to have them both back on here. That was Paulette's third time and CJ's third time, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know, I've lost Maybe count. CJ's fourth. No, that was his third. Because him and Del were on here twice. And oh, yeah. Paulette was on here twice with Fist of Rage. And we've made it how far into this episode without even saying the word moist. Moist. <laughs> Well, goddamn, <laughs> CJ was was honest with the the kiss every album in a row. Oh, that's right. So yeah, this was number four. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sure that you'll see CJ back for number five. I know. Paulette back for number four. I know you will. Yeah, there's no doubt in our minds because throughout the last couple of years, they've become friends as well. That's right. That's right. We love them. All right. So get on Facebook. Pull up. We are Tulsa tribute. Click going. If for some reason you're not in the area, can't make it, just share the thing. Yeah. Stuff like that helps out no matter what it is. Even if you're not going to be able to go, it always helps to share these shows, a band's page, our podcast. Click like and share. If you get online and you listen to this on iTunes or you listen to this on Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, it doesn't matter. Click like, leave a comment. All that stuff helps. That's how these sites work. It spreads more when you do that kind of stuff. Get on Patreon.com and look up Thunder Underground. Give us two or three bucks. There's different levels on there where we'll send you stuff if you give us 
you know, more. We'll greatly appreciate it. That's right. That definitely helps out. Get on SoundCloud.com or get on TheThunderUnderground.com or any of the places I just mentioned a minute ago. You can find this podcast and listen to all the previous episodes. Of all those people we mentioned, you know, Sprout's been on here. Grind, Fist of Rage. Brax has been on here from Violent Victim and Fist of Rage. We've had on, we've played songs from Solidify and some of these other bands on here as well. That's right. And then we've had on, you know, tons of people, you know, from huge bands like Kiss and Thin Lizzy and Saxon and Seven Dust and Shine Down and Saving Able and Warrant Europe. List goes on and on. Shooter Jennings. And then, like we just mentioned earlier, Mike Dean from the Mighty Corrosion Conformity. That's coming. That's coming. And Dakota Harrington. Yes, that that's going to be a good one too. A local guy that all you people need to, to listen to because... He's half he's half our age, and he's got twice the knowledge in his head, I think. That's right. It, we're going to get deep and spacey on that one. Yeah, and that's what you would want from Dakota. That's know? right. Yeah. So all that's coming up here in the next couple weeks, and I guess that's it. We're done. All right, until next time. Did you know that this woman that you have decided to spend your life with, her favorite word is moist? <laughs> I mean, you knew that. It's never going to go away. So, so this... The funny story on my end of this whole moist controversy, I was in in Louisville at a conference at work when you guys aired that episode, right? So I don't have anything to do. I'm sitting in my hotel room. It was a long episode. Yeah. So I listened to the whole thing, and you guys got to the end. You're kind of wrapping things up, and I'm halfway listening, you know, at that point. Yeah. It's just, it's on, but I'm yeah. not paying attention to it. And I hear, I hear that sound clip, and I was like, <laughs> what? I was like. I sound like Paulette. And I said, but it sounded very provocatively suggestive. I'm like, what the heck is this? And then I'm I'm going, where did that even come from? Because I couldn't remember it from the interview at that point. So I rewind it, and I'm like, what the hell did I just hear? And I heard it again. And so I text her. I'm like, what is it? What was this at such and such, you know, an hour and 43 minutes into this? What the heck was that from? Which is funny. she didn't. I hadn't heard the whole thing yet, so I'm like, oh no. Did they put a clip in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't think I was being a dick or anything. No, it's good. Here's it's the good. funnier it's part. Fun. Tell the funnier part. Because, see, I didn't even think of was When I cut that out and put it there, I thought that after I cut it out, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that sounds kind of like she's being provocative, like you said. Right. But when she said it in the interview, I didn't think of that at all. Right, moment. right. <laughs> Well, this sounds very sensual yeah. uh, when you just hear the word by itself. Well, of course, that's why Andy said, say it, Paulette. <laughs> <laughs> but it well, just came out of like nowhere. You guys were wrapping up and I was like, what was that? Yeah, so, he, he texted me. He's like, make sure you listen to the, to the end. And I was like, that motherfucker. <laughs> no, it's been good. We've all had a good, good fun with it. Oh, no. Don't leave out the best part. What's the best part? When Because he sent me. I said, what's at the end? And he sends me a sound bit of himself saying noise oh. <laughs> at this gonna, conference he's at. Really? Yeah, I was trying to recreate it, but I can't quite. And got <laughs> caught. He got caught. Someone heard you yeah, like, recording to doing? the phone. I was saying Did you just say I was Because I was messing with it. <laughs> well, no, I'm like, yeah. yeah, they were like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're like recording yourself saying moist? <laughs> yes. Like nothing to see here. <laughs> Move along. Right. Keep going. Thunder Underground, y'all. Moist. Moist.